Greetings, everybody. This is the Terra Terra Tools for Earthly Abundance full moon reading for April 2022. I am joined with or joined by Mark Jeremy Samuel Solomon, a lovely acquaintance, brother, um, a student who's attending my major Arcana Tarot course. And he's with us today to chat about abundance, crypto, and yeah, this show is basically about finding tools for abundance and creating earthly abundance in our world. And also it's a space to redefine abundance. So that's a little bit about what the show is about. But before we go ahead, I'd like Mark to tell us a bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about what you understand by the term or the phrase or the essence of abundance. Thank you. Thanks, Chelsea. Um, so I think as, as Chelsea said, my name is Mark um, or Bjorn. So I am also training Pachina Sangoma mm. and I, yeah, I'm a life coach as well and I help people sort of reframe their stories around themselves so that they can live the life of their dreams and and that sort of ties into what my understanding of abundance is that I believe, it is my honest belief that we are all abundant in the ways that we need to be. So if there, if there is perceived lack or um, something that seems to be missing from our lives, it is not necessarily that that thing is missing, missing but rather that our perspective on it not being on our lives um, would be the missing link, if that makes sense. So, so to, to, to look at, because and I'll just, just look at myself personally, I know there have been times where I have felt anxiety around not having enough or how I'm going to earn money to pay my bills, my rent, etc. Um, but in having said that, that anxiety is not necessarily entirely aligned with my reality because I have a roof over my head, I have enough food to feed myself and I have enough food to feed my cats. Mm-hmm. And those are all my needs. The rest is what I want. <laughs> so that could be um, my little little definition of abundance. And then, and then I suppose as we as we align our wants with our needs in terms of our life purpose and journey, mm-hmm. the things that we need and want become the same thing, and, and we have everything mm. we want or desire. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. And just going back or circling back to reframing things. So how and we were speaking before we started recording about uh, distortions and how our reality can be distort- distorted and our perhaps in the context of our conversation, abundance and our understanding of abundance can be distorted. We might think we need, you know, a fancy car to to live, um, but do we really need that? And yeah, so getting in touch more with our needs. So in terms of reframing um, abundance, what do you think is a good could be a good way for for people to reframe abundance, a tool or a piece of advice? So, so perhaps, and I'm, I'll use that example that you use now. Is, is why would I want to desire a BMW? And and. And to that point is, are you desiring the BMW for the sake of validation? Um, 
I don't know if it's called drums. Okay, you still hear me. Um, so, 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 why do you want to BMW? So, so the question there would be, I, I feel like I need a BMW so that I can be validated amongst my peers and friends mm. so that they look at me as successful. Now, to reframe that, I would ask you, but do you not feel like you're successful in what you're doing currently? And why is it that there's something that you need externally that will bring you satisfaction? So if if I have a BMW, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Why can't I, I be happy now? And just being happy will bring me a BMW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so something like that would be a small example of how to reframe just that that example. But it's obviously these are uh, I'm making assumptions about why the person might want to be in BMW to be more personalized for the person. Mm-hmm. So if you were the person who said you wanted the BMW, I'd ask you, Chelsea, why did you want it? <laughs> you know, and mm. now we would start the conversation there. I definitely don't want a BMW, but <laughs> there might be one or two other cars <laughs> I'd really like to have <laughs> from a practical okay. perspective. Um, but yeah, we don't have to go there now. <laughs> but maybe I'll book a session with you to find out. <laughs> amazing, amazing, yeah. Because that makes sense. When you said practical, so obviously there's, mm. there's places you want to travel to, there's things you want to do, and mm. perhaps having a full bottle is what you need to, to do the traveling you need. But that's then not a, that's not a want outside of what you are in terms of how you travel around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Nail on the head there. <laughs> So jumping into the reading, so I've picked a 10-card spread and um, we're talking about this full moon that's coming up and Mark has some interesting, um, he's done some interesting research and reflections on on this full moon that we're heading into. Um, but yeah, just touching on, the fe- on, on something that's coming up with the cards is sometimes we're waiting for um, something in life like for certain things to be in place before we pursue our creative pursuits. Say we want to write, you know, we're kind of like waiting for finances to be in place or I'll I'll feel more relaxed and have more free time to write when my finances are up to date or are this or are that or some, you know, there's always kind of reasonings and to some degree excuses and sometimes valid reasons if, if one's time is really full with children and work and all sorts of family stuff. Um, but it's like, how do we, so what's, what's coming up in the cards is, a, is around how do we, well, not how do we, but, but the cards are encouraging us to, to take a first creative step and, to, and in that doing so, um, that creative energy will be unlocked and will flow and will, um, and then your life needs will meet you. Your needs will meet you. Um, and sometimes you need to write. Some people just have that urge and they, they kind of blast through any external blocks or material blocks and go for it. And that's those kind of legendary people who have written series of books that turn into movies and, um, yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, just something around that. Um, what I'm seeing in the reading is also tools. So 
embracing it shows that we have tools from our past tools that we have honed in on tools that have developed and refined within us whether it's actual physical tools of what we can create in reality to internal tools which can assist and guide people around us um, those are very present in this reading and for those people who believe in past lives um, some of these things we have developed already in the past so if you have a skill in this um, in your reality that just comes naturally you know some some people just try something and they just are natural and it flows those are the things that this full moon invites us to tap into for this time period in order to create abundance and um, so yeah embracing our creative energies can bring balance and harmony into our material plane which is where we are very much focused because we are human and we do live on the ground um yeah anything you'd like to add to that so far um no i think i think you covered it i suppose um, on maybe just about the full moon itself this full moon that's coming or i don't know if you want to get to that afterwards um so so the full moon and, and i suppose based on my astrology research i'll, I'll go into a little bit about my understanding of full moons and what they mean for us uh, from an archetypical perspective and how we can perhaps look at the full moon as a metaphor. So when the full moon is full, it's lightest, the brightest. And, and the reason it's lightest, the brightest, if we think about the moon being our subconscious mind, whereas the sun would be our conscious mind. So when the moon is full and the sun is, the, the, the moon is brightest, it's illuminating the shadow. So it brings emotions and stories to the surface that we then have an opportunity to look at in a way that is supported by what's going on in the skies and astrologically from a frequency and perspective. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's a lot of a lot of the times um, I find around the full moon, I either have a lot of energy and, and feel really good, or on the other hand feel super emotional and just want to like sort of hide away in the cave and 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 look after myself mm-hmm. so that it depends on where i'm at and how i suppose my frequency is going uh, mm-hmm. during full moon time but it's definitely the time that i feel the emotions are are heightened mm-hmm. either on either side of the polarity mm-hmm. do you think yeah. that, that relates and, a bit to the subconscious like if you have a lot of perhaps if you have a like a backlog of subconscious feelings and thoughts to look at some full moons Absolutely. more of that might come up if you haven't had time or space to to really look at that or push them aside i think so i mean i suppose it's it's a part of my belief system is that as much as we are aware and conscious of a lot of our behaviors in terms of how we interact with people and how we relate to people i believe honestly that well, from my perspective our strongest sort of influences when it comes to to relating with people and things is actually our subconscious because our subconscious sort of defines how we protect ourselves mm-hmm. at a subconscious level. So, and I'll use a perhaps an example with regards to abundance mm-hmm. is if um, if in the past I have experienced a lack 
because people aren't buying my product mm-hmm. for whatever reason. The subconscious then may create a protection around, you know, how what sort of story do I create to justify why people aren't engaging with me? Mm-hmm. And that could be I could blame I could blame the weather, I could blame, you know, my upbringing or the language I'm using, mm-hmm. rather than looking at at well, is the product I'm selling of any value? Mm-hmm. And then and then perhaps also another step sort of further would be how am I marketing this product in a way like am I being desperate or am I demonstrating that there is value? And and we start to when we when we start to believe that perhaps people don't see any value in what we're doing, we don't sell it well enough and that's a sign of lack of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's got nothing to do with the work, but rather the subconscious lack of confidence in self and lack of confidence in your ability to deliver value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so that's sort of that's that's how I would say it is is our subconscious sort of creates our personality and our personality is what we live out in our conscious world. Mm-hmm. And so for me the, the full moon gives us an opportunity to really look at the driving forces between behind our conscious behaviors or our conscious choices. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And yeah, I totally agreed. That's profound and, and quite deep. And you know, I think it's not always easy to look or go that deep depending on one's lifestyle and one's experiences. Um, mm. yeah. It's interesting though, because you, you sometimes see people like making tons of money um, and they kind of, and we, we kind of relate abundance a lot to money, but obviously we're speaking in between the cracks of abundance, but money as an example, you know, you see someone making tons of money and not, you know, those typical like stories of people who are born into trust funds and they just have tons of money and they can do what they want. Some people make use of it beautifully. Other people go through experiences of just spending it and, and trying to buy experiences or buy buy something that they need, but they don't really need it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you say in like cases like that where maybe the self-worth, does self-worth really match? Um, the degree to which one manifests their desires um, abundance. so that's also yeah that's a, a good question um, and it's a really tricky one to answer because I think I could go I could answer it in two ways I think on the one hand we could say yes most certainly your your ability to be confident in yourself to add value and sell your services irrespective of what they are and whether I'm a nice person or not has no impact on on that self-value from that perspective. Mm. But at the same time, I think at a karmic, perhaps if we take it a step further and you look at the karmic patterns or archetypes, so mm. someone who's born into, born into a really rich family and doesn't ever have to work in their life may never experience lack from a financial perspective. But at the same time, they're probably born to parents who they never see and don't really know because they're raised by a name. And when they do see their parents, their parents are giving them things as validation and not love. 
mm. and and perhaps their their karmic patterns are to come to realize that these things don't actually generate happiness they mm. just fill gaps temporarily um, you know mm. so it's a it's an interesting question in the way that you phrase it but it's a Mm, yeah. Hmm. So that's that would be my my short short answer. <laughs> hmm. And in the second part, second way, you said you could define it or answer it from two ways. Is it so? The one way is that way. No, no, no. That was that was the the two ways to to answer your question directly. I think yes, the hmm. self confidence and self value definitely has an impact on on your ability to earn, and that's got nothing to do with. Being a nice person, compassionate, or acting ethically, mm. because we know that there's plenty of criminal organisations around the world where drug lords and gangsters are living in multi-million rand or multi-million dollar mansions. Mm -hmm. But actually, they've made their money through crime and through pain and 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 fear. But that that's also just because they are, I suppose, acting in alignment with their their soul's calling, but perhaps also that there's lessons to be learned for them at a soul level mm. about why they're here on this plane. It might not have anything to do with the challenges or the karmic patterns around financial abundance, but rather how do they become more compassionate or how mm -hmm. do they deal with loss because they're probably dealing with death way more than most people. So there's, mm. yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's not so black and white um, all the time here with with people's stories mm. and people's connection to abundance. Yeah, and and also mm. to your point earlier, where we where we're speaking about abundance, not just from a financial perspective, but from in the cracks as well. So mm. sort of in our lives, you know, am I abundant in my relationships with people? Do I have lots of friends? And is there lots of conversation? Mm. Now, for some people, that might be an important thing for like an extrovert who gains energy from interacting with people would mm. would need an abundance of people as a resource to fill themselves up. Mm. But on the other hand, an introvert doesn't need 500 friends and mm. a social interaction once a week to be energized. Mm -hmm. In fact, they may feel drained by that and they may need abundance of free time and space alone. Hmm. rather than connections with people. Hmm. So I think abundance is a very broad, <laughs> it encompasses everything. And, and sure. we can start to look at abundance in our lives. So for me, my highest value, one of the highest values that I aspire to is freedom. Hmm. And that's freedom of, the freedom to be who I am freely. And also that, but, but that also to, so contributing into that is having enough money to be free as well. So financial abundance does have an impact in my karmic life and, and at least in my current life. <laughs> um, and that's the financial abundance. But on the other side, I'm, I have an abundance of friends. I have an abundance of mentors and teachers. And, yeah, I have everything I need. Mm -hmm. but not necessarily everything I desire <laughs> right mm -hmm. yeah. sure and that's why hopefully you've got time you know to to harvest or to plant those seeds and harvest them and re um, replant and all of that and as you were speaking I was just thought of the 
essence of abundance and defining abundance is like what fills you up is abundance and what mm. empties you out is not 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 um mm. nourishing the abundance within you yes um yeah and thank you for that i think also just jumping back yeah. to the reading um mm -hmm. It's an interesting energy here around the two of swords. So the two of swords is um, where we currently are or where we have just come from rather in the new moon phase. And if you look at these two figures, the, the, the moon is in the card. In the two figures, there's a new moon and then the two, a masculine and feminine figure who are blindfolded. Um, and this card for me always speaks to like having a truce. So any wobbles that have taken place um, in one's abundant world or world of abundance has kind of come to a, a, a truce. But it says that as full moon energies come up and rise, um, it's possible that the waves will kind of be, um, the, the balance will kind of be wobbled again. So we've got that mm -hmm. energy. And then, but, but, and yet, and we've got the lovely queen of swords um crossing that energy who brings us who kind of she's she's kind of like a no bullshit queen she <laughs> she has the sword and she's ready to cut through any any stories any stuff that just doesn't serve us in a very kind compassionate loving way um mm. but if one is not receptive or used to kindness and compassion sometimes that can feel harsh um yes so there's a little bit of that but all of this happening can lead to um, harmony so this is the two of pentacles we go from the two of swords to the two of pentacles and that's creating harmony and a flow and there's an eight infinity symbol so there's possibility for flow and tapping into one's creativity which i was speaking to a little bit earlier the three of cups this beautiful figure um with an abundance of gold hair and holding three cups um, this is our creativity this is our ability to create from emo from emotion from heart um, yeah so we've got that energy okay. crossing us over um, or to look forward to and also an acknowledgement and honoring from the past of um, moving things around in the dark we've come to a place where we can come to harmony um so there's this figure the eight of swords we've got all these swords around her and there's the full moon energy there and um we've just kind of her hairs in front of her eyes and it's it's not so easy to move move things around and my my attention and awareness comes to a little bit around crypto at the moment so perhaps any any if anyone out there is invested in crypto and you've moved some stuff around um there is kind of like a whatever happened there whether the value of a token or coin crashed or rose there is it's coming to a place of harmony and balance at the moment so it's kind of reversing a bit and honoring and just appreciating what you have done or any risks you have taken with money whether it's investing in crypto or investing in something else um, there is a chance for for rebalance 
So I just want to pause and ask if you want to add anything to that or say speak to any of that. And also, if you're into crypto or you've been dabbling there, please do give us some of your insights. Um, so I suppose I'll answer the last question first. I am, I, I do have some investments in crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very fortunate when I did invest the crypto value rose quite sharply. Mm-hmm. So I was able to to pull out my initial investment plus a little bit extra. Um, and, and I used that to, you know, for various like expenses and stuff. And I still have, I still have, well, I suppose I only drew out a third of my crypto to cover my investments and a bit extra. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, whatever crypto I've got less left is just, profit at this stage mm-hmm. um and but but having said that it's also very interesting to watch crypto because it's it's i suppose maybe i'm just wrapping my head around it but it, it's almost like to invest in crypto speculatively it, it almost creates a level of anxiety or well, there is some anxiety in it because you've got to really just trust and say okay if i've got ten thousand rand and i put it in bitcoin Whatever happens, happens. I mustn't worry about whether it's going to grow or not. But mm-hmm. inevitably, we watch the price and we're like, oh no, I lost a thousand rand. Oh, okay, cool, I'm up two thousand. And it's it's so frequent that we're going to look at this to see how it's doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's that's rather on the speculative side. So I'm more interested, and I'm really excited for when cryptocurrency becomes an accepted form of exchange. And I know there are businesses that do accept crypto, and and a lot of I suppose private individuals do accept crypto, mm-hmm. but when it becomes something that's that's really readily and widely ex- accepted, mm-hmm. I think it's really going to change the way people interact um, and the way people like transact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's going to open open the ways or open the doors to much smaller transactions, like with much smaller values. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if and I'll just use potentially an example of a freelancer, perhaps. So a freelancer could be a writer or a PA. And in our current day and age, a PA works for one person and they sit and they read their emails and apply to their emails and they get a salary. Hmm. But in the future, I could be a PA to five different people and charge them per email I read and per email I send. Hmm. And that can all be done digitally mm-hmm. without the need for submission of an invoice. It can all just be linked and the person who's paying me doesn't even have to know how much they're paying me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can go and check, but it could just be an automatic. I've agreed that this person will fly to my former e- on, on my emails and it'll just send the money for those replies. So, so that's what I'm really excited about is how this... How does how does cryptocurrency change the way we transact and interact with each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay, so yeah, and you are you in the crypto space? I think I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, I'm working with the cryptocurrency of Atlas, which which is part of the Elysios ecosystem. Um, it's yeah, it's a beautiful way to transact. It gives people opportunity to to use a different currency that has 
perhaps a different energy behind it. So all these main or fiat currencies of the world, you know, all have different energy around it, um, historically speaking. And, and crypto tokens like this and other currencies um, give us a chance to create a new energy around the actual um, token or coin or, of, or just give a different energy around transactions. And I think crypto is definitely teaches us uh, many other things besides money. It's not even about the money or it's about the money, but it's not necessarily about buying things or earning tons of money. That is a pro or it is uh, a desire or one from it, but it's got so many other energetic lessons to teach us about abundance. And I think that's where the, the magic lies. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I suppose to that point about abundance and cryptocurrency. So I suppose perhaps we could speak to a little bit of the potential conditioning around why people feel sometimes that they aren't abundant. You know, and and the the current systems that exist create scenarios in which people feel lack and fear mm. because of the man the man-made limitations that have been created around how much money is in existence mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean the governments the governments every single government which has a central bank south africa is one of them so is america the central banks literally control how much money is flowing within an economy on mm -hmm. you know and it's it's almost a daily basis mm -hmm. and so the the lack or the the ability to let's call it print more money, is hampered by the decisions of people who want to control an environment that's not natural because there's, it's a man-made thing. Mm -hmm. you know, and I believe cryptocurrency then removes that level of control from a central body mm -hmm. and allows freedom based on an abundant principle, which is that there is always going to be enough. Yes, totally. And it's such a, yeah, it's such a... Journey to to break that conditioning, that lack. You know, living from the point of lack, or there's not enough, and hmm, it's definitely a journey to get to that place. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm. um, so, so to the cards, Chelsea. I'm, I'm just wondering. So you said, so the first card was the two of swords. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay. So it's interesting. I mean the. The Two of Swords, I'm reminded correctly. So there is a crescent moon, so it's sort of halfway. It's not It's not a, or is it a new moon? I don't know. In my card, it's perhaps crescent. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be mm -hmm. a new moon or crescent. I kind of yeah. just blur um, those two together. But yeah, if you, I think it's a yeah. crescent. It's yeah. a crescent. It's a beginning of yeah. a cycle. Yes, yeah, it is, it is a beginning of a cycle. But also... This this lady's standing with two swords that aren't crossed. Those are open. Mm -hmm. so there's also there's, there's there's a choice, perhaps a choice that that we are not yet aware of that we can make. That's coming for the the full moon because mm -hmm. we've also just come from the new moon now, previous recently. So it also aligns very very closely with the time that we've actually just gone through. Mm -hmm. And then the Queen of Swords on top of that, like you said, she's she's generally very sort of strong in her convictions. She knows what she mm -hmm. wants. 
mm-hmm. um, and she's not scared to sort of get it. Um, mm-hmm. And that for me says, and especially seeing as though it's crossing over the two of swords, it gives me the idea that we don't know what choice we're going to need to make around or near the full moon, but perhaps that when the choice arises, we will know what choice to make for our highest bid. And so that's sort of how I read the energy of those two cards. Um, we, then, we then flow into the two of pentacles. Mm-hmm. And, and the two of pentacles um, is, is as a guy who's juggling two pentacles and also like your card with the infinity sign. Mm-hmm. So that, that again speaks about balance, like how do I balance the scales or, you know, but, but also at the same time, for me, it's speaking directly to the abundance because in balancing, there is infinite abundance. There is never too little or too much. It's always in balance mm-hmm. through the infinite. Yeah. And then perhaps the, the three of cups. So my three of cups mm-hmm. is three ladies dancing mm-hmm. and celebrating um, below a whole bunch of grapes and like a really green vine. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they're having a really good time yeah. and, and for me that speaks to once we've achieved that sort of balance we're going to celebrate from an emotional perspective and enjoy the fruits of our labour mm. mm-hmm. yeah. and, and it's, it looks like a good sign <laughs> um, <laughs> thank goodness we need some good signs <laughs> yeah. yes, yes I think with regards to the eight of swords Mm-hmm. Um, so my picture is a little bit different to yours. Um, yes. It appears that this lady is sort of tied to the pole behind her. But I suppose you guys can't maybe perhaps see it that well. But if you look at the, the ropes, they're not really that tight. Mm-hmm. And, and the swords in the ground around her, although perhaps because she's blindfolded, maybe terrifying, they're not actually hurting her. Mm-hmm. So how have we yes. created how we created a cage or an illusionary cage of, I suppose, not being able to move or fear. Mm-hmm. And how do we move through that? Yeah. That's a good reflection point, I, I think, for anybody, you know, what really looking around at our reality and the way that we think about things. So swords also about the mind and mindsets and attitudes and what attitudes or mindsets create that wall, that metaphorical wall of swords around us that prevent us from creating abundance from having or feeling full and sustained and um, nourished on a deeper level um so yeah just putting it out there for anybody to to reflect on that because it's like the first point of reflection is just being honest with yourself or the first first way to change things is to give yourself space and time to really reflect and look from a from an honest eye as possible sometimes it takes time to to clean those eyes and to clean those thoughts and clean the mind in order to really really see things clearly and but i like mm. the perspective mm. i like the um, variety of cards and the different textures that they bring to um to the conversation about abundance and and how to get through through blocks and how to rebalance and you know the celebration with the the difficult moments, it's, it's all part of it. Mm, mm, yeah. Absolutely. There was something you wanted to say? 
Um, oh no, so I was just thinking on that point where you raised about the swords. So in my deck, all of her swords are pointing down and sort of stuck in the ground. Hmm. So that's also potential we could look at it and say, well, if this lady, you know, just steps away from the pole and unties herself, she's got eight potential options or actions that mm-hmm. she could take when she's once she's removed the blindfold. Yeah. So there's also opportunity that exists. And we're just blinding ourselves. So if we remove the blindfold, we can move forward. Totally. Yeah. And I think just going like circling back to the crypto world. Um, I've been involved with it for a little bit and I'm still learning and it's it's a bit overwhelming to learn everything and to really understand the concept. Like cryptocurrency is not graspable. I've said this many times to people, like people who are like, I'm just really trying to grasp, you know, crypto. And I'm like, don't try grasp it. It's not something you can grasp. It's just, you've got to just understand certain principles like decentralization, understand the blockchain um, and a few other principles that can guide you, but don't try grasp it. So it's, um, and what I'm trying to say is in, in relation to the Eight of Swords is that people then try grasp it. And if they can't grasp it, then they give up. They don't try, they don't try start somewhere or ask a friend who they trust um, to guide them on, on a first step or first three steps to get into the world. Um, and then from yes. there they kind of block themselves so it's, it's self-blocking and it's it's a lot it's hard to shift one's mindset from i've even found in my own experience from fiat currency to crypto and to to be open enough to trade in crypto and, and feel the abundance from that um mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely yeah. And, and i suppose that's that's also you know it speaks to perhaps a little bit about the 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 fear of the unknown rather than having faith and trust in your abundance. Um, so, and I'll speak from, from my perspective because I know that when I invested in the crypto, it was also that initial sort of, oh, but if I invest, what happens if like the value drops to zero? Or, you know, on the other hand, I also had fantasies of like the, the cryptocurrency, I also invested in this. And I, and I created like little fantasies or imaginings that the value would go to like Bitcoin level. Mm-hmm. And then I would never need to, I mean, if, if the number of this that I bought at the time went to the value of Bitcoin, I, no one in my family would ever have to put <laughs> Never mind. Nice. Let's know. hope. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but I mean, it, does, so, so it's, it works both ways. But that also, even then, we're creating an imagining of a scenario that doesn't yet exist. So it, it reinforces the the subconscious's understanding of the lack because we're imagining now a future wow. that yeah. So so just I suppose it's sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very deep concept to go to, but that's why it's so important not to perhaps fantasize. Have an attachment. <laughs> yeah, to fantasize. In that there, way. There's nothing wrong with yeah, there's nothing wrong with daydreaming and saying one day I would like to do X, Y, and Z and have these intentions. Hmm. But but to to daydream in that way to say, oh, I'm reliant on a future situation where the value of this cryptocurrency is so high that I don't have to work again. Mm-hmm. It's not reflective of really what, you know, how do I add value and, and how do I receive hmm. value from this? Then I'm just so speculatively investing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then I might as well go gamble. <laughs> it's sure. a sim- similar similar level of anxiety, but I get what you mean. Mm. So so cryptocurrency and and that's why I say so it's, it's interesting to look at cryptocurrency as a speculative investment because then that anxiety and fear, especially if you reliant on the money you're investing, mm. creates creates sort of resistance. And and yes. all of us as human all of us as human beings are co-creating this reality together. So mm-hmm. if the majority of people are investing in cryptocurrency speculatively with that level of anxiety about whether the price is going to drop or rise or fall, we co-create that situation by mm-hmm. subconsciously wishing for something that doesn't yet exist. Mm-hmm. So it's, cool. you know, yeah, but on the other hand, I like what you spoke to is, is the, the practical aspects of what cryptocurrency enables us to do and how it enables us to transact. Mm. The value in that far outweighs the, the potential sort of uh, speculative investment in in a cryptocurrency, at least for me, mm. from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And, and especially when we start looking at technologies like smart contracts mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, you know, so if we look at, and I'll use farming as it currently exists now. So a farmer, and specifically like monocrop farms, not subsistence farming, but the guys who are growing 50 acres of corn or mealies or whatever, Mm. there's no way that the number of people living on that farm could eat all of those mealies. So, so currently, Currently, what the farmers are doing is they they sell their what they're producing before it's ready. Yes. To mm-hmm. spec to spec to speculative buyers. Now, the risk in that is obviously there's a risk to the speculative buyer because if there's floods or droughts or whatever, they don't get the product that they paid the farmer for. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there's also there's also contracts in place that if things happen. Then the farm, <clears throat> I suppose the farmer has to then pay for insurance and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But now we look at in the cryptocurrency world and with smart contracts, what the farmer could say is say, I've got 50 tons of corn and I as an individual can go and buy a portion of those 50 tons through a smart contract or an NFT. Mm-hmm. So that when, when those 50 tons are ready, the farmer gets his value once I get my corn yes and there's no risk of me losing it because it's in an nft mm-hmm. and the smart contract guarantees that unless the seller has delivered on his portion of the contract mm-hmm. he doesn't get his money and i get my money back mm-hmm. and then there may be someone in the middle who's who's acting as the conveyance for that sort of transaction um but yeah so that mm-hmm. those are those are are really interesting sort of tools and technologies that exist within the crypto crypto world, which I think is really going to propel trade forward and and open things up so that people are allowed are able to trade more freely with each other. Because mm. at the moment, I don't know where I could go to a farm and buy corn or mealies directly yes. from a farm. Mm-hmm. I can only do that if I go to the pick and pay yes. the shops. Mm. But in the future, it might be possible to go direct to the farmer and then instead of paying 
ten rand and then the LK one. For sure. Mm -hmm. And that's some of the future um, potentials of crypto, especially with NFTs. That's like kind of a new, um, not new, but it's a, um, yeah, sure, another avenue and another another concept to grasp. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's as we, as some of these concepts um, or frameworks come into place to, to show us abundance in, in a different way or to encourage abundance in a different way. That's also a process of unconditioning ourselves to, um, yeah, just live in a different way and collectively create abundance, and that anyone can get involved. It's not just for the elite or the rich or the middle class. Um, it's for anyone and everyone who has technology, yeah. which is a whole different conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, just just looking at the cards quickly towards the end of them, um, I see the hermit card. I think the hermit card reminds me a little bit of you just because of the beard. <laughs> nothing else. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not nothing else, but also okay, yeah. the ability to be, yeah. to be inwards and reflective. Um, but the hermit comes up and it um, asks us to, to take some time to reflect. So I mentioned that earlier. Time to reflect on yourself and your own understanding around abundance and and what what is empty in your life? Which cups are empty? Which are full? Which can you dispose of? And which cups can you invite into your life to to um, yeah bring a sense of fullness and whatever that mm. means to you? And then yeah yeah. Hmm, so there's there's, your... there's my human <laughs> Yeah. With a small beard. It's, it's, <laughs> yes, with a much smaller beard. Um, and it's quite interesting. So, mm. so in my hermit card, I like I liked what you said in terms of being able to go inwards and, and look at, at yourself and identify perhaps how are we abundant or how are we not abundant, where we'd like to move to, mm. um, and what's perhaps preventing that level of abundance that we desire. But also what I like about about my hermit card is that in that self-reflection and that study it looks like he's got a lantern and mm. he's about to start going downhill and things are just going to get easier mm. yeah oh. that's just also what i like about the that's nice it's he's nice going to downhill. have some downhill time too mm. yes <laughs> get to but but it does require that reflection mm. Hopefully, just like walking downhill, not like a down downward or downhill spiral, but that's also part of yes, the process, yes. I guess. That's, hmm. Yeah, he does. I mean, he does have the walking stick with him. Okay, so great. In his hand, so <laughs> he's gonna, he's going to be okay. He's not going to he's not going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an older. Well, I guess the hermit is portrayed as an older, wiser figure. Um, so the you know it's also a wisdom coming from all the experiences around what you've had, what you feel you've lacked, what you feel you've been filled with. Um, it's so easy to, to focus on the lack, but it's also important to look at what, what you're filled with. And then we get to a place of um, refinement, temperance. Um, so temperance is all about refinement, kind of sifting. It's just pouring water into two different vessels, and it's almost alchemizing, refining, that water within 
and it almost speaks to a little bit about the three of cups they're very close to each other in the in the card spread um, and there's the water element strongly in both of them so with the three of cups um, all our endeavors if they are taken from like from heart from emotion from following your emotions um, usually some people are like don't follow your emotions follow your mind following your emotions to a degree if you are feeling full and a, and there's a there's an authentic relate uh, connection to to your heart then there's there's true opportunity for abundance in the direct in whatever that direction is taking you and then temperance gives opportunity for refinement so taking those waters of kind of emotion and excitement and movement and then kind of crafting them and shaping them um yeah so there's an opportunity for refinement that just comes up with temperance do you see anything so so what i see also in your card I and mean, in the ladies like like in my card as well the lady's got angel wings mm. oh, so yes, she's also an angel too. yeah mm, in yours as well um and mine is also pouring water from one cup to another mm-hmm. and if we think about from a balanced perspective, pouring from one cup to another, the cups will never get, they'll never get empty. Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of, I suppose, infinite abundance for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And we also look at, we look at the, the lady in the card, she's standing there with one foot in the ground and one foot in the water. Mm-hmm. So she's grounded, but she's in touch with her emotions. If we look oh, at the emotions you. being the water, the water body. So she's grounded and she knows what her emotions are and she's following her emotions from a grounded perspective and her truth mm-hmm. and following her joy. And, and like you said, some people say, don't follow your emotions. I think that's the worst advice you could give anyone. But, but I would say that in the context of if someone really understands themselves and understands their emotions, mm. they should follow their emotions. Totally. But if someone doesn't have the if they don't have the sort of self-awareness to reflect on their emotions, mm-hmm. then don't, don't follow your emotions. Then yeah. yes, that's what you should be. It's entirely <laughs> logical. Yeah, that's a very... Contrast your... <laughs> totally. And following yeah. your heart, you know, the emotions from the heart, from a pure place in the heart. And yeah, so like if you're feeling rage and you want to stab someone, don't follow that. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, and then no, it's just balancing heart and mind also, because a lot of the like Tara, the sword card, and um, yeah, the sword cards speak a lot to the mind and investigating the mind and looking at the mind and um, patterns of the mind. And then sometimes we need a bit of the water, a bit of the flow, letting the emotions flow. Um, and then where do we make a decision yeah. from? It's really it's ideal, I guess, to have those two in conjunction um mm. but that that can also be someone's life purpose and where they're at yeah so also what i just noticed now okay the flowers are pretty in orange so mm-hmm. and there's a lot of orange there's a lot of orange in this card mm-hmm. so the orange sort of speaks to to abundance uh and creativity mm. um and then and then we see the road leading away from the lake here Mm-hmm. the bottom down like to the mountain mm-hmm. and the sunlight so it looks like the road that we're going to be traveling is, is these green pastures and going towards the sun but yeah beautiful it seems like a, 
but that that also is dependent on that balance. But I think it also then speaks mm. to the hermit. So once we've done the work with the hermit, we'll understand that balance and how we maintain that balance within ourselves and mm-hmm. how we are then grounded, but in the emotional body as well. Mm, definitely. And then the, like the full moon affects our emotions um, quite a lot as we are between 70 and 80% water inside of our bodies. Um, and the moon f- pulls at, at water, it pulls tides and has influence over them. So yeah, just throwing that into the stewy pot of magic <laughs> of this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> mm. So yeah anything thank you for this conversation and for adding your your wisdom and the things you know and a bit of your experience anything else you'd like to to add before we before we close and say goodbye uh did we go through all 10 cards so we're not going through so we're not going through all of them (laughs) Um, just the ones that kind of stand out and and sometimes one speaks to the other so yeah i'll there is a photo at the beginning of this video so anyone can have a look at the photograph of the cards if they are avid tarot readers or they're just interested um to see the story um but yeah the cards are mainly a catalyst for for our conversation okay beautiful yeah okay (laughs) i enjoyed that cool yeah so anything in closing before i before we officially and I suppose, I suppose, yeah, just anything. So, so for me, and, and you mentioned it a little bit <clears throat> in the conversation already, is for me the easiest way to get back to an abundant state. So where I feel abundance within myself mm. is to to take a moment, like when I feel like I don't have what I need or what I desire, mm. I like to when I'm conscious of it, stop and pause and be like, okay, but I have amazing kitty cats. I have an amazing family. Mm-hmm. And, and just to stop and, and look at how in my life am I abundant? Mm-hmm. And, and why am I letting this current perhaps perceived lack create a sense of lack within myself? Because it's mm-hmm. not my permanent state. It's just, okay, I don't have the thing now. That's fine. But what look at all the other things I still already have. Yeah. And really basking and that, that be, basking in in that. Yeah. And and you know, if you if you can't think of it yourself, phone your friend, phone a friend and say, Hey man, what like if you look at my life, what do you think is awesome in my life? And yeah. chances are your friends will say things that'll be like, Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> really true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Friends or moms are really good at that. (laughs) I agree. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, I'm sure we'll be having a few more chats together. And yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you.